Today's the 33rd week in ordinary time. There are 34 weeks in ordinary time. So we're almost at the end of the liturgical season. Next week is the last weekend. Next week is when we celebrate Christ the King. And so during this period of time, where the church sets before us many of these kind of end times, these last day readings, that can be a bit confusing to us when we're trying to understand it, but the Lord or the church wants us to remind us that actually, uh, as the catechism tells us, since Jesus's passion, death, and resurrection, that we're already in the last days, right? The fullness of our revelation has come in Jesus Christ, and that we're always preparing for the new world to come. Uh, as a matter of fact, when Jesus uh, sees that there are some talking about the beauty of the temple in Jerusalem, and by the way, it was magnificent. It had these beautiful stones on the outside. It was just uh, beautifully carved in, in these ways of, of drawing all of the goodness and the gifts of the, the Lord had given to the Jewish people were brought into the temple. The temple was very important uh, for the Jewish people for at least a couple of reasons that I'll highlight today. One was, that was where God's presence was in the world. All right, so the Holy of Holies, which was at the center of the temple, was the place where God dwelt among his people. And it was only the high priest who could enter in there once a year to offer sacrifice to God, to offer all of his people up to him in that prayer. But it was only once a year. Now, it's interesting because when Jesus dies on the cross, St. Mark tells us in his gospel that the, the veil of the temple, which separated us from the Holy of Holies, was torn in two and shattered. There's something about that. It's meant to direct our attention to the fact that at that moment, God's grace, his uh, presence was meant to go out into the world through Jesus, through his church that he found him. But it's pretty cool because that veil that separated the Holy of Holies had all of the constellations that were known in the sky. All of the planets were, were uh, sewn into it because not only was the temple the place where God's presence was among his people in the world, but also a microcosm of God's, all of God's creation, of the whole universe. The temple was that for the Jewish people. So when Jesus begins to tell these people who, who, for whom the, the temple is very important that it's about ready to be destroyed in these last times, that could be startling. What does that mean? What does it mean that the temple where God dwells is going to be destroyed? And as a matter of fact, this uh, gospel was fulfilled, this prophecy of Jesus was fulfilled in 70 AD when Rome came and... Uh, There was a big battle between Rome and the Jewish people. Over a million Jewish people died, and the temple was destroyed for good. There was no more place to offer sacrifice to find God's presence. And mainly because Jesus is the new presence of God, Jesus in the Eucharist. So I think what we want to take from this, what we want to understand at the end of this year, is that nothing in this world lasts. It will all be gone, right? All of those things that we gather up, all of our money and 
and possessions and gadgets and all that stuff. We don't, none of it lasts. None of it lasts. A few years ago, right, when there, the economy was a little rough, uh, you saw a bunch of ads for like gold, right? Did you ever see those? Like you got to buy the gold. You got to have that, the, those gold bars right there in your house. That's the real commodity. It's, it's solid, it's tangible, and you can really hold it. So I got a couple gold bars over there that I keep for fun. You know, they're really heavy. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it's expensive. Um, but even that will pass away, right? Gold is a rock. What is the one commodity that we must continually gather up in this life? The one I would say is grace. And what is grace, right? Sometimes it can feel like uh, this word that we say a lot in church, but what does it mean? And I'm always tempted to come down there and start asking questions like I do with the kids during the week, but I know none of you would come to Mass anymore if I started asking you questions during my homily. But grace is God's life given to us. Eternal life, his life is given to us and we call it grace. How do we begin and continue to gather up grace in our life? Because that's the one thing that lasts. Grace is the one thing we need when we leave this world. So, Here's a couple of ways that we can continually gather up that commodity, that one thing that will last. Not even the beautiful temple of the Jewish people lasted. Even it was knocked down stone upon stone. Grace is gathered up, first of all, in a sacramental life, right? That's why we come to Mass, to to, uh, worship in the sacrament. The sacraments are this privileged encounter with Christ. And through it, he gives us grace. He gives us his life. The first one I always like to point out, um, as you probably know ad nauseum, is that of confession, right? Sometimes there are things that build up in our life that block grace, right? Those sins sometimes that we haven't gotten rid of will block us from experiencing God's grace. And to go to that confessional to get rid of all of that stuff opens up the floodgates to God pouring his grace, his life into our life and to beginning to store it up in our heart, so to speak. And our storage never runs out because he just expands our heart. He expands our ability to receive it. But we have to get rid of some of those things that keep it from us. And I don't care if you stumbled in off the street tonight for the first time in 50 years and you haven't been in 50 years, it doesn't matter. Today's the new day. Today's the day that we take the next step with our Lord. That if you haven't been in a long time, don't worry. I'm very gentle in the confessional. You can talk to anybody that's come to confession with me. Now, I might challenge you sometimes, but I'll never yell at you or make you feel bad because that's, not, that's not what it's for, Right? When I'm in there hearing confessions, it's a privileged encounter for me to watch God's grace at work in someone's life. It's a beautiful thing. And so I invite you all, I will be adding times to confession. I've been trying to discern what that looks like for our parish because I I have to offer more times for you to come because I want you all to come on a regular basis to continue to keep that pipeline to the Lord cleared out. 
I always think of it as uh, confessions like Drano in the pipes. Just clears everything out of there. And then grace can just flow into our lives. So that's the first one, that sacrament of confession. And then, of course, Mass, right? Where God gives us his very life in the Eucharist. It is his life, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. There's no greater gift on earth than what he does for us in the sacrament of the Eucharist, in Holy Mass. So continue to develop and deepen that devotion to the Lord in the Eucharist through, uh, through Mass, through that dev- devout receiving of Jesus in the Eucharist. It will continually change your life. He will do it through there. So a sacramental life, a life of virtue. So the things that we struggle with, get online and look up the opposite virtue of the vice that you struggle with and begin to see, how can I practice this each day? How can I continue to see virtue is just a, the good habit of doing something good? And it really does work when you keep practicing the good things. It's really easy for us to practice the bad things and develop the bad habits or the vices, as we call them. But to begin to look at how do I live this life of virtue in the little daily things that I encounter? And the Lord will help us with that as we do it. A life of sacra- a sacramental grace, a life of virtue, and a life of prayer. So come to my prayer talks. And we're going to talk about all those questions that you have on your heart about how do I pray? Is my prayer good? Am I doing it wrong? Uh, all those questions that run through our head. I'm distracted a lot. How do I get over that? All of those questions to go deeper in our prayer life. That's the most important thing to talk to the Lord each day. Because in that, he gives us those graces that we need to help us each day. Those times maybe when we're struggling throughout the day, we offer up a little prayer. Lord, help me in this moment. He gives us a little grace to keep choosing the good. He never abandoned us. He's always got his eye upon us to help us when we call out to him. So that life of prayer, those three things will help us gather up the one commodity that lasts forever, that grace, God's life that he wants to give us. And he's not stingy with it. He just asks us to cooperate with him so that we can receive more and more of it. So a life in the sacraments, a life of virtue and the life of prayer. Continue to strive for each of those things, to learn more about it, to ask me questions. I'm going to teach you on it, to continue to open our life to that so that we can gather up what really matters, grace, and to gather it up each day, all that the Lord wants to give us. And just praise God today for the gift of his divine life that he wants to give you.